Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
Those who 
keeping the angels kept about around us from any hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you, Lord. Forgive us anything that we've done knowingly or unknowingly. Lord, remember those, Lord, who lost a loved one this morning or last night. Remember those, Lord, who, who are in the hospital and under hospice care. Those nursing homes everywhere, Lord. Remember that that person who's homeless, Lord. Remember those, Lord, who don't have any place to go. Remember those, Lord, who are in need. Remember, Lord, those, Lord, who aches and pains in their body. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Your healing power, Lord. Your healing power in the name of Jesus. Touch them now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all your blessings. Thank you for keeping us sustaining us. Keeping us in our right mind. Those boys who went to Sunday school this morning. Remember them, remember them, oh Lord. Remember those boys who get ready for, who get ready for 11 o'clock at the service, or the service day, the time their service is, Lord. They get ready to go to church, Lord. Watch over them, Lord. Give them, give them, travel the mercies. Bless the man, Lord, a woman who's given the bread, the, the bread of life to your people. Bless your, bless your people everywhere, Lord. Bless that mother, that single mom who's going through something right now, Lord. Bless those, Lord, those elderly.
is this book, the Word of God. This, as you know, is the sacred holy book of the Islamic faith, of the Muslim people. And we wish to examine the Quran uh, very briefly, but in just enough detail, taking just a careful enough look to decide for ourselves as honest men and women before God whether or not the Quran is the word of God. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ said that by a man's words he would be justified, and by a man's words he would be condemned. And so it's absolutely essential, absolutely essential, that we take very careful heed to the words that we listen to, to the words that we believe, to the words that we live by, because this determines our eternal destiny. Now, we are indebted for most of the material that we're going to present on the broadcast today and next time in this study. We are greatly indebted to Sir Lionel Lacou, L-U-C-K-H-O-O. He is the only person ever to be an ambassador for two sovereign nations. He served the nation of Guyana in South America and the nation of Barbados. He was a judge of the Supreme Court in Guyana, and four times he was honored by Queen Elizabeth II. He spent 14 years recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records for an amazing reason. He never lost a court case. Never lost a court case. Brilliant, intellectual, legal mind. And we are going to use his help. We are going to lean very strongly upon his help as he enables us to show that the Quran teaches the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ was Almighty God manifest in the flesh. And this being true, to say that Jesus Christ was only a prophet would mean that the Quran is not the word of God. For it cannot assert that Jesus is the Son of God and then deny that Jesus is the Son of God and be be consistent. God would not contradict himself within the pages of his own word. Now, we are going to look at this very carefully and very cautiously, and I realize, as I prepare these broadcasts, I realize the death sentence hanging over the head of one... Solomon Rushdie pronounced against him by the leaders of the Muslim nation of Iran for his presuming to speak against Muhammad. I realize that there is a vast difference between religion and Christianity. Any religion, be it the Sikhs or the Hindus warring in India and Pakistan, be it the Muslims and the Roman Catholics warring in Lebanon, be it the Roman Catholics and the Protestants warring in North Ireland, being the various tribal uh, animistic religions warring in Africa, I realize that religious people will always kill those that differ with them. Jesus said, you're of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, 
But Christians don't kill. Christians do not murder those that differ with them. They don't put them to death or pass death sentences upon them. No, we pray for them and kindly and graciously and patiently try our very best to point them to the truth of of God. Now, let's begin our consideration, is the Quran the word of God? The Islamic religion today claims a following second only to Christianity. Many followers of the Islamic faith proclaim that Islam is very much like Christianity and that there is only one basic difference, namely that the Muslims believe that Jesus was merely a prophet while the Christians claim that he was Almighty God. Now this difference is so vital and fundamental that it provides an insurmountable barrier. For it is impossible to reconcile, number one, Christianity with its basic tenets that Jesus is God and that the Bible is the word of God with, number two, Islam, which states Jesus is a prophet and nothing else and that the Quran is the word of God. Now, having studied the Islamic religion, which today has a large following throughout the world, I have to admit, I have to confess to you that I have studied it as a Christian. I've received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I gladly confess him with my lips and believe in my heart that he was born of a virgin and that God raised him from the dead. I believe these things because they are written and preserved in the pages of the Holy Bible. Now, my Holy Bible states that those who, who so believe that Jesus Christ was the virgin-born Son of God, and yet God manifested the flesh, and that he died upon the cross at Calvary to pay for the sins of the whole world, and was buried, and three days and three nights later he rose from the dead and is alive forevermore. The Holy Bible states that those who so believe will enjoy everlasting life. And those who do not accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God, are destined for the lake of fire. Now, many of my friends are either Muslim or acquainted with Muslims. We receive letters virtually every day at the Bible Baptist Church of Deland from someone in a foreign nation that is a Muslim or a converted Muslim or was born into a Muslim family but is not practicing the Muslim religion. And so we're very much familiar with the Muslim people, the followers of the Prophet Muhammad. So for this reason, we set out to read and study their book, the Quran, to identify wherein there are basic differences in belief. You know, if you compare the Quran, if you read it carefully and compare it with with the Bible, you will find that one major difference concerns Jesus Christ. Now, on the shelf here in my library, I have a uh, copy of the Quran, and I, I'll be honest with you, I have not read it in its entirety. Now, I realize that, that that casts some doubt and suspicion upon the remarks that I'm about to make because 
I, I would say the same thing to someone who was seeking to point out problems with the Bible. I would point out to them, I would say to them, well, have you read the entire Bible as a whole? Have you read the entire book in its context? And so I, I just want to be honest with you and tell you that I've not read every word, every verse, every page of the Quran that I have in my possession. So I'm not going to speak to you about the whole book, but just some of the problems, some of the differences that I have found. And we Christians regard Jesus Christ as the Son of God. We regard him as being divine. He was crucified, he died, and was buried, yet he rose from the dead on the third day to dwell and live with the people for 40 days after his resurrection. He was seen by thousands on one occasion by more than 500 at one time. After his resurrection, Jesus was seen on 17 separate occasions. And those eyewitnesses, many of them reduced their testimony to writing. We have these testimonies in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts in the Holy Bible. Now Islam, on the other hand, proclaims that Jesus is not God. They say that Jesus is not the Son of God, that Jesus is not divine that Jesus Christ is merely a prophet. Now, with this background, I want to speak to you, my Islamic friends, and ask you to listen to my arguments very carefully and to my contentions with an open mind. And I pray, God, that I'll be able to convince you that Jesus Christ is divine, that he is God Almighty, from your very own now, let's start with this. Who was Muhammad? Who was Muhammad? If we commence with Muhammad, whose writings in the Quran you trust as coming from God, who was Muhammad? He was born in Mecca in 570 A.D. He had a human father. He had a human mother called Amina. A-M-I-N-A, and a foster mother, Halima, H-A-L-I-M-A. Muhammad never claimed to be divine. And apart from declaring there is one God, his sole claim was that he was a prophet who, according to the Quran, C-18, a prophet who came in the fullest blaze of history with no learning, he put to shame the wisdom of the learned. And the quotation from C-18. At 40 years of age, he received a call to stand forth and proclaim the bounty of God. He sought after truth. He used to retire to a cave at the side of Mount Hira, H-I-R-A-A, three miles from Mecca, for peaceful contemplation. At the age of 25, he was married to Kaajia, K-H-A-D-I-J-A, a noble lady of great wealth, and she assisted him in his meditations. Now, uh, please, if my pronunciation is not entirely correct, please forgive me and pardon me. I give you the spelling of the words after my feeble attempts to pronounce them so that you might um, know just exactly uh, what this poor American is trying to say with his limited understanding of the uh, Arabic pronunciation and dialect. Now, the Quran says that revelations were given to Muhammad. 
In Quran C41, we read, These messages came as an inspiration to Muhammad as the need arose, and on different occasions and in many places he recited them, and they were recorded by the pen. End of quotation. Now, in this way, the Quran was written. As is known, each chapter is called a surah, S, which means a step. And each verse is called an ayat, A-Y-A-T, which means a sign. Now, unless otherwise stated, the text translations and commentary that I'm referring to are those by A. Yusuf Ali, whose version is accepted in the whole Muslim world. All my quotations will be given with their references taken from uh, the Quran. Now, my friends, if anyone were to open the Quran at random, he would see many, many names and places referred to, which are also in the Holy Bible of the Christian people, starting, for example, with S. 2.29. And in this portion, or in this passage, we read, It is he, God, who hath created for you all, things that are on earth. Or you could read in with this accent, it is he, God, who hath created for you all things that are on earth. We also find the story of Adam and Eve in S2, 35 and 36. O Adam, dwell thou and thy wife in the garden, and eat of the bountiful things therein, as where and when ye will, but approach not this tree, or ye run into harm and transgression. Then did Satan make them slip from the garden and get them out of the state of felicity in which they had been. End of quotation. Now, indeed, in the Quran, we read of the story of Moses. We read of the story of Abraham and of other biblical characters. Well, you may say this is fine, but let us come down to the basic difference and show us how one arrives at the acceptance of the Christian point of view from the Quran or in what way the Quran claims the same fundamental dogmas as Christianity. You have every right to request and demand that we do that, and we have every intention of doing so. Now, let me repeat. There is one vital, basic difference. The Quran refers to Jesus Christ as a righteous prophet, an apostle to Israel. In the Quran... Muhammad declares Jesus was not God, not the Son of God, and that he was only an apostle. So in other words, the, the religion of Islam says Jesus lived. This Jesus was good. This Jesus was truthful. This Jesus was righteous. But this Jesus was not divine. However, Jesus... Christ had himself said that he was the Christ in John 4, 25 and 26. Now, if he were not the Christ, then he was a deceiver and a liar. Yet the Quran itself rightly proclaims his rectitude and virtues. Can you accept the Quran's statement that he was not divine and at the same time call him a good man and a prophet when he claimed to be divine? Now, a liar is not a good man. A liar is not a prophet of God. Muhammad could not be both a, a good man and a liar. 
Now let's continue our examination of the Quran. What else did Muhammad say about Jesus? Well, in in S five one thirteen, S five one hundred and thirteen, the Quran states of Jesus Christ, "By my leave, thou healest those born blind, and the lepers. By my leave, and behold, thou bringest forth the dead." That's Quran S five. 113. Now, in summary form, Islam proclaims Jesus was a wonderful prophet, a healer, and one who brought the dead back to life. No such acts or powers are ascribed in the Quran to the prophet Muhammad. So the Quran itself ascribes greater power to Jesus than to Muhammad. Now, that's a very interesting fact, isn't it? And yet, that still doesn't set forth any real proof that Jesus Christ was divine, that he was God. Now, the question has to arise, could any reasonable person reduce from the Quran that Jesus is divine? I claim yes, and I I further aver to arrive at any other conclusion would be most unreasonable. Let's examine this contention in two ways. Number one, what factors should be present? to convince anyone that Jesus is divine. Number two, are those factors present in the Quran? Now, if these factors are present, then surely you must accept that Jesus is divine, for the proof is taken from the Muslim's authority. Now, the first question, what factors should be present? Well, I would expect that if Jesus is the Son of God and divine, these four things will be true. There are four requirements that I would expect someone who was divine to meet. Number one, there should be an earlier prophecy or expectation of his birth, which his coming fulfills. Let me say that again. There should be an earlier prophecy or expectation of his birth, which his coming fulfills. Number two, his coming, conception, or birth ought to be supernatural, extraordinary, an incredible miracle which could only be explained if he were the Son of God, if Jesus were deity. Number three, his life should be highlighted with miracles, and his teachings should withstand the passage of time. Jesus Christ would be truly sinless if he were truly God. And number four, finally, Jesus Christ, if he were God, should conquer death. He should conquer death if he were truly God. All right, now factor number one. Earlier prophecies concerning Jesus' coming must precede his birth. The Bible is replete with reference to the coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible gives us the time of his birth, the place of his birth, the people who will attend his birth, the things that will be said concerning his birth, the social, political, and religious 
events which will result from his birth. All of these things are prophesied in the Holy Bible in minute detail. These things were all foretold hundreds of years before his coming. But we're not here today to discuss the Bible. We're seeking to determine if these things are also set forth in the Quran. And so let's look in the Muslim holy book, the Quran in S549. Muhammad is here reflecting God's dictation. And he writes, quote, And in their footsteps we sent Jesus, the son of Mary, confirming the law that had come before him. We sent him the gospel. Therein was guidance and light and confirmation of the law that had come before him, a guidance and an admonition to those who fear God. That's S549. Now what does this passage mean? It means what it says, that Jesus came to confirm the law, the pronouncement laid down before he came. The law was laid down by the prophets. That is to say, the prophecies later were to be confirmed by the birth of Jesus. Now, having read what the Quran says, let's look at the counterpart in the Holy Bible. Jesus himself said in Matthew 5:17, Think not that I am come to destroy the law and the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. And in Luke 24, verse 44, Jesus again said, All things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses. In like manner, the Quran is saying that Jesus is sent to fulfill, to confirm the law, to confirm the pronouncements laid down before he came. That is, to confirm the prophecies. So this first requirement is satisfied. There should be prophecy which his coming fulfills. And the Quran is saying that the coming of Jesus was foretold, that his coming was a confirmation of the law which was written prior to his arrival. Now perhaps this is a good place to interpose the difference between the Christian Bible and the 26 other books such as the Quran, the Bhagwat, Gita, and etc. The Bible is the only book that bespeaks, or bespeaks prophecy. One-third of the Bible is prophecy. For prophecy to be accepted, it must be made beforehand and come to pass in every minute particular. The Quran, for example, the excellent book though it is, does not contain a single prophecy Yet here we find the Quran alluding to the fulfillment of prophecy by the coming of Jesus. We sent Jesus, the son of Mary, confirming the law that had come before him. We sent him the gospel. Therein was guidance and light and confirmation of the law that had come before him. A guidance and an admonition to those who fear God. S549. So this establishes the first of our four points to prove the deity of Jesus. There is prophecy or expectation which is coming. That is, the coming of Jesus Christ fulfills. Now, my friends, our time is fast running out on the broadcast today. I told you we would take 
uh, two radio broadcasts to cover this material. It may be that you will not be in a situation to hear the broadcast next time, and you would like to. It may be that you have heard this broadcast, and you wish to have this material for your very own. It's our desire, especially those of you that are of the Muslim faith, it is our desire that you have this material. And so, like all of our other materials, we make this available to you absolutely free of charge. It's not for sale. If you would like a cassette tape recording, which will contain this broadcast and the one to follow, the entire uh, consideration is the Quran, the Word of God. We would be very, very happy to send that along to you. If you'll write to us, send us your mailing address. We will send you, as you requested, a copy of this study is the Quran, the Word of God. Our mailing address is 199 Damascus Road. That's spelled D-A-M-A-S-C-U-S. 199 Damascus Road. That's in D-Land, D-E-L-A-N-D, D-Land, Florida. The zip code number for that address, and please be sure to include that, is 32724. 32724. And that mailing address is in the United States of America. Now, we've done our best on the broadcast today, and we'll do so next time to be very kind, very polite. We don't wish to fight with you. We don't wish to argue with you. We're we're not going to debate you on these matters. We just want to set forth for you the truth concerning the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom to know is life eternal. And we hope and pray that when this broadcast is heard next time on this radio station as we continue this study, we hope and pray that you will join us and that you will invite a friend to listen with you. It's so very, very important that you consider and have a right and proper understanding of these eternal matters. Until that next broadcast, I'm Brother James. May the Lord richly bless you, and good day. Great party, huh, guys? Yeah, yeah it was great. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, hey, did you know that birthday parties actually help build confidence in kids? Um, yeah, I did know that. Did you know that giving kids less sugar before bedtime helps them sleep better? Right, of course. Yeah, I knew that. Um, did you know that strollers have the right of way on sidewalks? <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did you know that friendly kids statistically have more friends? <laughs> Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah? yeah? Pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hey, guys, did you know that most people think they're using the right car seat for their kid, but they're not? I didn't know that. I think I knew that. No, no, you didn't. Parents who really know it all know for sure that their child is in the right car seat at the right age and size. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat to make sure your child is protected. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Can a Christian's letter to the newspaper make a difference? From the Christian Law Association, this is the legal alert. Angry people often use social media to blow off steam. Because identity is hidden, non-edifying things are often said. 
However, the letters to the editor page of your local newspaper is a place to incite change in your community. Newspapers require your full name and hometown. When using this forum, be sure to protect yourself from libel or other charges by doing these two things. Number one, be certain that what you are writing is true. Keep every documentation. Number two, be certain that what you share is not private or privileged information. Edifying and direct people towards something positive. The world is desperate for the light of Jesus Christ. Be a positive witness. The Christian Law Association is standing for those who are standing for Christ. That's Attorney David Gibbs, Jr. of the Christian Law Association. And you can continue today's dialogue by exploring the resources waiting for you at our website, christianlaw.org. You can sign up for our free monthly newsletter or connect with an attorney at christianlaw.org. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
the Prince of Peace. Get up on your feet. Put your hands together and show your love for the second coming of the one and only. God is good. Everything is gonna be alright. 
song that we sing to the Lord. Come on, all over the world. That's what you're doing right now. And open your mouth and say this, you're all I need.
serious.
your arms, but I fell through the grasp. And yep, I had you in my heart, but I guess I relax. Like I'm living for the wrong reasons, through the seasons. Trying to fall for you, but then they put me on blast. It's like I try to speak my mind because I know that I'm his. And yep, I try to speak my mind, but it don't follow them kids. Man, if I'm not talking about the newest Nikes or releases, they put the mute on me. I can't speak about my Jesus like I'm living for him. I'm flipping this thing. I turn around and make the amends.
Would you join with me, please, in prayer? Pray with me, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. Jesus, thank you that you loved me enough that you became a man and died on the cross and paid the price for all the wrong things that I have done. I'm sorry for my sin. It's my sin that puts you on that cross. And I'm sorry. I don't want to live in rebellion to you anymore. I ask you to forgive me. And tonight I open my heart and I invite you into my life to be my Savior and my Lord. I believe, Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe you died for me to pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead, from the death of sin. You are giving me a new life, the life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Thanks for listening. We'll be, we'll, we'll be back tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Nation Talk. Until then, God bless you. We'll see you at a church near you. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.